Hello, welcome back, welcome back. This is Five Better Podcasts. We're back um, for what I would call Series 2. There's not many podcasts get a second series, but we've managed to do it. Admittedly, we're doing it on our own, so it's probably a bit of a false... Can we call it a series or a season? I think I think I want to call it a series, but I think everyone... For our American audience. For our American we'll audience, yeah, yeah. For those, we'll for those two people that have somehow followed us by accident. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> picked it up somewhere... On the web, on yeah. the dark web, probably. Probably. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so obviously, as you can hear there, um, ably assisted, as usual, as ever, by the mighty Guy Merry. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back. Season two, we've done it. We did, we did, season. What did I say? Season. Season. Oh, <laughs> um, we've got, um, we also did a World Cup special, which, which, um, I thought it was rip-roaringly good, it, the it, uh, World Cup special. It was brilliant. Personally. Thankfully, my prediction of going out in the semi-final sort of came true wasn't yeah. on, on penalties but uh, it was, that was a good one um, so now we've got all the World Cup out of the way we're now we're, now, we're going for it this is, this is yeah. we're starting where, in fact we're starting this season season where the whole sort of genesis of the idea of five better came from mm. yeah mm. and today we're looking at um, the massive attack song Unfinished Sympathies so we'll quick listen to that Well, 1990s was a cracking era for music. 1991, when this song was released, 27 years ago. And Jim, this is why I'm going to list out the amount of albums that were out that, that year, of which Massive Attack's album was one of them. So, Smashing Pumpkins, Gif, uh, Gish, R.E.M.'s Out of Time, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. The Levelers, Love in the Land. Not don't like Levelers, to be honest. Pearl Jam's Alive. That's good album. Uh, U2's Act On Baby. Act On. Act On, listen. And Nirvana's Nevermind. Holy cow. And then bloody That's hell. A good, good year for That's music. That's a great year for music, isn't it? I mean, um, this, like, this massive attack, they were so different, weren't they? It, they like, it was the emergence of that trip-hop kind of scene. Well, yeah, in the Bristol area, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, um, and, Blue, and Blue Lines came out of what? I mean, I, I, I kind of missed, I didn't, didn't miss this song in terms of, I wasn't aware of it, but I wouldn't. Mm. I didn't sort of latch onto it straight away because I was more into the, the guitar-based sort of band. But yeah, it was it was a breath of fresh air. It, it was. Really was. Um, and interesting to find out they had to drop the name Attack off Massive Attack when the song was first released because of the Iraq War. Really? And so yeah, the BBC wouldn't play it unless they took off the word Attack. So they were just called right. Massive, and when the song was released, uh, it was a bit awful. It's a bit ridiculous. A little bit. But it was, I suppose, you know, it's the end of the like censorship was still in vogue, wasn't it? On, you know, I mean, nowadays we look back at these things nowadays and think that's ridiculous. But in those days, something like that would have caused a massive stir, wouldn't it? I suppose the well, Beeb was still anti Beeb. They were, yeah, we're still anti Beeb, wasn't it? Um, and you could be a paedophile and get away with it still mm. then. That's that's all. <laughs> so, okay. you know, where's your moral compass there, BBC? Um, attack that BBC apart from don't because we probably want you to sponsor <laughs> podcasts at some point they can't, so. spon- they can't sponsor they can't well, sponsor they're no, but they funded could, uh, yeah oh, but they do their own podcast we could be on the BBC I don't want to be on it now ruined it uh, <laughs> attack <laughs> attack attack um, but yeah so the song the song came up so the song was um, especially was it their, kind of their first sort of big hit it's the first big yeah yeah um, Excellent vocals by Shara uh, Nelson. Shara oh, Nelson, yeah. 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 Um, crack, um, superb sort of drum loop behind it, isn't uh, it? It's just I mean, that, that opening sort of like um, sort of cowbell sound, isn't it? Yeah, that goes all the way through. That yeah. Sorry, that sounds awful, but it's brilliant in the song. And uh, and so when we well, when we started talking about a year ago, we really, about the whole idea of this, this five better. Um, 
This was your song, wasn't it? Yeah, this, this was, was the song. This is where it came from. So, a bit, bit of history here for the police car going down the road there. bit of history. Um, I was driving in my car, stuck in traffic on the North Circular, which is never fun. And this came on the radio, and I was listening to it. And, and I used to, I loved this song when it first came out. It was on, uh, I used to go to a caravan site most weekends, and uh, it was on the juke, the main jukebox there. And we like, on it always, always, that was always, we, Anytime you put money in this song, you put on because it was so so good, and uh, and I was listening to it in the car, and I thought this is a belting song. This is one of the best songs I think ever written. And then I thought, I, want, I bet I couldn't, I bet I couldn't come up with a hundred songs better than this. Uh, and then remember you talked to me about yeah oh, yeah. I thought, well, you know, well that's a, yeah we couldn't well. And the, then, the song was like, well, we probably maybe could find it. Yeah, and and that was in my head. It was like, this has got to be in the top 100 songs of all time. But then it was like, where was it? And as I was driving, because I was bored and stuck in traffic, <laughs> and even after the song finished, I was thinking about it for ages. I was thinking, is it, can I think of 50 songs better that I would rather listen to than this? Can I think of 20? Yeah. Can I think of 10? And then we we kind of were talking about 10 to begin with, and then we thought the podcast would go for bloody hours. We'll go on fast, yeah. So and we're, and we're known for going on a bit, so we decided to cut it down to, <laughs> cut it down to five. So that that kind of where the idea came from, really. And um, bit of nostalgia there. Bit of nostalgia. Really good. I'm willing up. <laughs> season two. Season two. He's losing it. Well, not really. But, um, it also had perfectly married up the video as well. The video mm. of her walking down the street. That was sort of verve, um, bittersweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah scream. That came. Wasn't that it? was yeah. free. That wasn't it. So. Uh, um, and like and Mashato, and Mashato were great. I mean, they, uh, they, 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 sure. that whole nineties era, they they were on fire, weren't they? They were amazing. Well, I, t- I, t- I phoned, I had to phone guy the other day to tell him this kind of bizarre but amazing, well, musically quite amazing story for me. I'd forgotten that Mezzanine existed as an album, or Mezzanine, whichever yeah, you want to pronounce yeah, yeah. it. But I and I owned this album. I used to listen to it loads. And I forgot that it existed. And when I was when we were, when I was prepping for this podcast, I was listening to Massive Attack stuff. I was listening to songs on YouTube about <laughs> that, that they'd done that were on Mets now. And I thought, my God, that's a great song. I used to love that song. <laughs> and, I, and I had this kind of epiphany where for about a week I remembered that Metzanine was such a great album that I'd completely forgotten it, completely forgot it existed. So I got to relive the whole joy of it again. Another cracking album as well. Oh, I mean, that, brilliant! That, that, that teardrops. I mean, that, all yeah. of those songs on that album were just brilliant. I think I saw him last number as well, nineteen eighty-eight, ninety-seven, around that year. I mean, certainly, yeah. just literally, maybe not long after Mezzanine was was released, and T- Teardrop was was probably bigger than Blue Lines, wasn't it? The album, yeah. uh, the album, but Mezzanine was bigger than Blue Lines, I think. Yeah, don't well. Well, Mezzanine sure. they were established, weren't they? And then that became yeah. like the. Uh, their kind of signature album and it was yeah it was very dark but it was a a beautiful album really Um, so there we go so are we going to find five songs better than uh, Massive Attack's um, Unfinished Sympathy and I suppose the the theme Jim isn't it oh so yeah let's let's do the theme the theme is we've got to find five songs better than that song that what Jim well it's clever titles because I I finished I I figured Unfinished Symphony is the yeah. the musical one, isn't yeah. it? Mozart's Unfinished Symphony. And I think they've been very clever in changing symphony for sympathy. And uh, and I've got to admit, it was so clever, it foxed me for a long time when it first <laughs> came out, and I couldn't work out whether it was Unfinished Symphony. Um, but, you know, that was, a, that was a while ago, and I was young and... and carefree. And, uh, carefree, and, and I, needed, I needed the money. <laughs> so, you know... Um, but, yeah, so it's songs with clever titles that are... Uh, I suppose that can be defined, well, I suppose we define what we think it's clever. Yeah, but, um, I mean, I've got to admit, I've gone for things that have used alliteration, maybe, yeah, yeah. or, um, wordplay, you know, wordplay, or... pun, okay. yeah. something like that. Okay, well, let's see what we've got. Let's, see, let's see what we've got. Oh, we, well, we've got to do one more thing before that, haven't well, we? What's that? Well, it's, uh, I think it is. Oh God, sorry. Yeah, so we're back again. This is almost like our, our annual meetup at yeah. the Great Northern Railway Tavern, which is in Hornsey, North London, uh, and it is a 
as I think we've mentioned before, a very grand pub. It's a beautiful we're in, pub. We're in the first floor, which I suppose is the kind of almost like the dining room area. Yeah. Uh, and we are drinking a second drink now, but the first drink we have is G&T. Mm-hmm. Very well, nice. Well done, Jimbo, for that uh, recommendation. It's sunny. It's very sunny. So really? we were sat in the garden drinking the G&T. Really hot, early August. Uh, and the second drink we've got is an, another IPA, well, an IPA, and it is, uh, is it Hulu? Yulu, 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 Hulu, what I do. Hulu hoops, Hulu hoops, we're back at Hulu hoops. And, uh, uh, it's quite tasty actually, 3.8 as well. I mean, this, this it's good, it's the right drink for doing a podcast. So it? quaffable, but yeah. Um, yeah, very sprighty, quite nice, bit, bit citrusy. Yeah, I'm not too citrusy though. I'm swirling it around like a glass of wine. You know, yeah. yeah, I've drunk most of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, again, IPAs can't go wrong. Yeah, I've been hitting the brew dogs a lot recently. I think we mentioned that on the World Cup special, but uh, yeah, I haven't really drunk beer for a long time. I've been kind of now I've moved on to I, I haven't had a drink for a week, so uh, haven't had a drink for a long time. But I haven't had a drink for a week, just not not really out of choice, just as I can't be buggered. So uh, um, and I've not really drunk a lot of beer, so it felt a little heavy in the sun. Mm. Um, so. Who knows? But I was just thinking as we were talking there, is is it too early to say that the the Great Northern Railway Tavern is the spiritual home of five better podcasts? I, th- I think it's certainly that is. Or is there still our, our bedrooms <laughs> on Skype? <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly like our sort of little retreat, isn't it? It's like a sort of yoga retreat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, the, it's the weekend away. Yeah, it, it's the uh, it's the excuse we need to do a podcast and then go out and have loads of drinks. Yeah. <laughs> And, and get a curry, maybe. Yeah, maybe a curry afterwards. But um, yeah, so Hulu, there you go. Well done, nice, nice, nice triple. I mean, this pub has got like about four hundred things on tap, so we've got yeah. kind of a uh, sport for choice here, haven't we? And uh, but also they're very kind in letting us use the upstairs for free when there's no one around, and you know, uh, you know, they're, they're very good with that. So thank you to them. Yeah, what well, a great hotel. And if you're in Crouch End or North London and you you fancy a, a, a good beer. The Great Northern Railway Tavern on Priory Road is is well up there as a great pub to go to. So, dear listeners, we are going to now uh, hopefully find, well, maybe find five better songs, but we're going to also, like we did with the World Cup um, special recently, we're, we're going to remove the categories. It's not because we don't like the categories. We love the categories. I, I love those categories. Um, every song will have some sort of uh, an emotion, memory, could be a good guilty pleasure. We may find or think it's a classic. It could be musically better. Uh, and no doubt that will come out in what we say and how we justify it. But we've literally just numbered the songs we've got. We've got six songs each. Um, I haven't looked at Jim. Jim hasn't looked at mine. Yeah. I think so, with that, we just felt that a lot of the songs fell into the same sort of character. Well, category. every song is always some kind of memory, yeah. isn't it? So we've, we've always thought of a song and... A, Natural time. And there, were place lots where of, we there were lots of guilty pleasures, and and the musically better is quite difficult to to find. Yeah. For some, in some instances, so we just we might suggest that it is musically better, or we'll tell you if it's a guilty pleasure. Or but for the sake of just making it, I don't know, fairly straightforward, dice one to six, and then whatever corresponding song you have for the number, we we will do that. Does that sound, does that sound fair? I think that, it's fair. That sounds good. That okay, sounds Jim, good. you ready? I'm going to roll this die. For you. You ready? Roll for me. Roll, roll for you. And it is number, like it's number one. Number one. Okay. <laughs> number one. I'm going... Now, this is a difficult one. My number one, I think, is a brilliant title. And I think it's a really good song. And I really like the band. But I'm not quite sure it's better. But I've got to say, lots of my songs, I'm not sure... They are actually better. Come on, fine. So, number one. Okay, number one. This is uh, a great tune uh, by the B-52s, and it is called Rock Lobster. So, let's have a listen. Now, I think this is a fantastic song. Um, uh, it's, I love the way it attacks uh, with, the, with the music. I love the way they, they hammer the guitar. 
I love the way that um, it, it, it kind of goes in. But what right, clever about the title? What's clever about the title? Rock, rock music, rock lobster on the rocks. You can have a rock lobster and it's a rock lobster. And just the, the B-52s are mad. Um, everything about them is insane. But this is like, I like the, the kind of the, the backing vocals on it, that kind of that goes in the background. I think it's just, uh, I think it's just good. Like it's a proper party song, but it's a party song that was written in the sort of 80s and 90s that actually harks back to what I think is like 60s, kind of America and that that's what I like about it and it, it kind of we talked before about you know I've had ones on here before with like Louie Louie and um, uh, those sorts of uh, those sorts of old tracks from the from yeah, the 60s yeah, yeah. Uh, that I really like and uh, say this this is Rock Lobster yes there we go that's that's my yeah clever title okay I can go for it Rock Lobster I mean it's got a great image isn't it of a lobster mm. Rocking <laughs> on, a, on a rock lobster, yeah, and you do get rock rock, you do get rock lobsters. Yeah, no, 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 so no, no. I, 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 get, yeah, I get it. And I, I, I think you're right. I mean, beef and twos are, are, are barking mad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not because yeah. apart from their the, initially their look of like kind of like they are harking back to sort of the fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sort of like beef, uh, beef and but they're beehives. Yeah, um, and they say kind of like their zaniness. And, and I always like the the bloke, the bloke now. I always thought, yeah, yeah. I, I always found him. The more bizarre. interesting, yeah, yeah, yeah more interesting bizarre. than the women. And yeah. I the fact I don't know much about him in terms of anything. No, I don't think I know his name. Um, I don't even think he's the great singer. I just think without them, well, rather without him, uh, the B fifty twos aren't the B fifty twos. Yeah, um, he's, he he kind of puts the weird twang in his voice, doesn't he? He he sings things weirdly. Yeah, he does the. Um, uh, the whole, um, like with Love Shack, where, where yeah. he's like kind of shouting down the microphone. He's not actually singing in that. No. But in Rock Lobster, he's he's kind of singing the song. I, I just think he's great. I think they great. Great as well. I remember yeah. when I was back in the, uh, back in the, probably back in 91 actually, when the Massive Attack song was released. I was in the Irish Centre in Northampton, which was an indie, a Friday night was indie night. And um, I think I always heard, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a case of hearing um, Love Shack, which did come on. Yeah. There's a song Rome by. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful song. I really loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I think I always like hearing that and look at some of the indie girls near me thinking, yeah. oh, this is brilliant. This is like, this is a perfect kind of and like the, a good, good time feeling song, but not cheesy. And actually, and the, really love shack, the Love Shack was fighting against, Love Shack was fighting against a lot of like change musically. There was a lot of indie going on at the time. There was yeah. a lot of dance coming into the charts at the time. And then you had this kind of true American bubblegum pop sort of yeah. song of Love Shack. Fred Schneider is his name, the singer. Fred Schneider. Fred Schneider. What a brilliant, oh. brilliant name. Uh, so let me guess now. He must be how old Fred Schneider's production. He's, he's got me in late I can 50s, find out. But just, just as I'm looking that up, he, uh, 67 he is. 67 from Jesus. New Jersey. Um, but like that, you talked about the harmonies, and yeah. one of the girls did the harmonies on "Shiny Happy People." She did for oh, yeah, 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 for that time, which was the same same era. Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. Which, you know, and and she kind of were, you know, that, that amazing voice, really. Yeah, yeah, really, really, really good. I think it was it's either Kate Pearson or say Kate oh, Pearson. It was Kate it Pearson. Was Pearson, Kate Pearson right. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but no, so. You know, that's my. They are, they're also quite artistic, weren't they? They had, yeah. sort of, they had that sort of art art crowd feel about them, you know. Yeah. Not uh, really caring about sort of um, how they look or how they sound. It was very much. Yeah, if you put them in a place now, they'd be in Shoreditch or. Yeah. <laughs> but I think quite quirky. the other thing you could say is, and I, t I couldn't level this as an argument against unfinished sympathy because I think this is. A, this is exactly the same for Unfinished Sympathy, but their style is timeless. Yeah. I'm not sure all of Massive Attack is timeless, but Unfinished Sympathy, Teardrop, yeah. they, they've got yeah. some songs that are absolutely timeless. But what the B-52s did was, because they did like kind of a caricature almost, mm. it's, it'll always, it's not of its own time, so it's of... I think it was caricature, and I don't want to use the word homage. Yeah, they, 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 it wasn't... Um, I don't think it was piss takey. I think it no, was, no, it was just them. Wasn't yeah, it? it was just them. But they, what I mean is, they won't. They didn't. They didn't fit into the time that they released it. No, because of what was going no. on. So therefore, 
and it was good, so therefore it must be something that will last. Do you know what? They're also from Atlanta, Georgia, which is where R.E.M. are from. Yeah. And also Vic Chestnut, who I really like, who's a uh, singer somewhere. And, uh, and if you've got sort of that scene, and then the Bristol scene of Trip Hop, I mean, yeah, yeah. there you go. I mean, it's, it's uh, places I've, producing I've really say, good artists. I think it's quite left field for that to come in with Rock Lobster. Again, I think it's a great song. It is a good song. I think it's of the same ilk as the title. It is, and I'm, 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 I'm struggling to sort of find any way that, that you can't compare them. No, that's um, always there, but that's the difficulty of the... the but the if I'm looking at it from purely a, a production value and a, and a sort of a... something that stirs you, I think it's Unfinished Sympathies just has it slightly. I, I, from the production see. values and I hate to say you know okay they're, they're sampling things in Massive Attack and it's not yeah I say they're their creation but it's the just the production of it all I think I, I, um, I think that's where I'd have to lay down my my loyalties with, with I, I can't like as I've said at the start I have a real difficulty with this whole one because I love Unfinished Sympathy I love its title, yeah, I love yeah. the music, I love her voice, I love everything they do with it, I love the sampling, I love all of it. So everything I'm doing is is clutching at straws with a suggestion that yeah, I'm not be that I'm not held yeah. to as okay. and, and what I've done is tried to think of find ones with interesting titles and be interesting in what they've done. So yeah. I can buy into Massive Attack okay. being a better song. I'm going to roll for you, and what am I rolling? I'm rolling a four. Oh, four. Ah, now. Now then. Now then. <laughs> I said to the producer, now then. Um, you may know his brother, or sorry, his cousin, Marvin. <laughs> Marvin Berry. Um, I thought you were say Marvin Gay. <laughs> uh, his cousin, David, David Gay. Uh, of course, I'm referring to an 80s classic film there, Back to the Future. Of course. Of which this song was sort of first kind of in my public consciousness because it was because of that. And of course, I'm talking about the song Johnny Be Good by Be Chuck A few times, probably yeah. in the last few years. Yeah, I think this might be the perfect rock and roll song. Yeah, not saying it's the perfect song. I think it's the perfect rock and roll song. Um, it's a very sort of simple twelve-bar blues. It is from Chuck Berry, who's one of the who was one of the greatest sort of rock and roll songwriters. Pioneers. Good pioneer. Yeah, definitely the pioneers. I mean, without I think without him, you wouldn't have got a lot of what you've had from from mm. thereafter. Certainly, I know he influenced the Beatles. Uh, why is Johnny Be Good something? Well, why is it extra wordplay? Well, Johnny in the B in the Be Good is uh, his initial. Um, yeah. we, know, we don't know what that is. Um, and Good is spelled with an E at the end, as, as, as if that's his name. But mm. it's also that he's saying that Johnny should be good. <clears throat> Johnny Be Good. Um, and it's got the opening sort of like lead melody, which apparently was borrowed from an earlier song in the sort of the sort of earlier 50s, maybe late 40s. Um, but you know it's 12 bar blues everyone plays the 12 bar blues but it's, it is such a good efficient well constructed in terms of vocals in terms of musically mm. um, in terms of just the sort of the, the, the story the narrative of the story and it's also sort of celebrating someone who's going to be sort of a rock star mm. um, and it's being quite open about the fact that this, this kid who plays guitar you know called Johnny Be Good he's going gonna, gonna to be have his name in light someday and it, it, simple chorus, singable chorus. Um, and I think I like it historically from the time period when it came out in 1958, that it had, you know, it was written by and produced and performed by a guy, a black guy who was, you know, at that point wasn't, wasn't necessarily acceptable to be like a sort of a, a pop star in that mm. era. But yeah, I mean, it was, it's a brilliant song. I mean, it's 60 years old. It is. 60 <coughs> years old, and I still think it is, stands up as one of the classic all-time rock and roll songs. 
Uh, yeah, I, I had this one. Um, admittedly, it is in Back to the Future. But, uh, well, that's not a but, really. Back to the Future is a great film. Mm. Uh, obviously, Michael J. Fox wrote it and uh, <laughs> and played it back in time. But um, I... I always think with this song, I always have felt, well, not always, once I first heard it in Back to the Future and then I found out it's by Chuck Berry, yeah. I kind of thought, is there an element of semi-autobiographical in there? Because the way it's talking about someone who plays the guitar yeah. so well and uh, plays it like he's ringing a bell and how he's changing everything. You know, it talks about how he's doing something that is changing everything with his guitar well, and that's ultimately what Chuck Berry did yeah um, I think I think one of the, the lyrics he says about the uh, the country boy can play I think the initial yeah. lyrics were a coloured boy can play mm. I think he had to change it again censorship thank you yeah. it wasn't BBC but you know it wasn't appropriate to say that at that time so he changed it from coloured to country mm. but um, and I do, I've, I do always feel that there's that, there's that element of it and I think um, yeah it's, uh, this is great it's a good song it's a really good song it's it's just like you say, the lyrics, um, the the music, that intro is. Oh. I I think if you're, I've never been one to. Well, I have in fleeting moments decided I wanted to play the guitar mm. and been rubbish, but I think it's one of those songs that, if you're a kid learning to play the guitar and you don't want to try and you don't want to learn that opening bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, there's is... something wrong. I mean, it's like that. It's like one of those aspirational. I think, I think when Back to the Future came out, every kid went into their bedroom and got that song out. Especially in England, I think you know this is this is a classic Americana. Oh, it this is. is. It really is. Like, it is. You know, and and I think people of an era in this country would know this as a great, great. Song. I mean, it's it's pure rock and roll. It's that pure, like you say, the twelve bar blues. It, it, that's what rock and roll is about. It's like rocking into the rhythm and rolling back out of it again yeah. isn't it it's that sort of weird if you, if you watch any of these old YouTube clips of Chuck Berry playing it I mean he, obviously in his, in his latter years mm. when he, was, he was still playing in his 80s which is incredible um, and obviously still performing the song it's, it's just still it still grooves it still moves it's, it's still it's got a really good energy about the song and that's mm. what I like about it it's, it's a really good in terms of the B-52s harking back to an era this mm. was the era this, that, that's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is the era and I think the song it feels so sort of pure, um, and I think what you said about people trying to play it. I mean, I, I tried to play it a few, a few years ago, and I started. I can, I can play guitar, but I couldn't. Mm. Um, it's, it's a fucking. That's hard. That opening is quite hard. Oh, definitely. Um, you can hear the. You can hear how fast his fingers. It's really, work. It's really fast, but also and just sort of them playing as he did and sing at the same time. It's it's quite difficult. Yeah, in my fleeting. Uh, uh, liaisons with trying to play the guitar. I can learn the chord chord pattern for a tune, but can I start singing it at the same bloody time? There's no chance because the chord my fingers forget what I'm doing, and there's so much concentration involved. Do you know, and also, I love the fact Chuck Berry, a great name as well. First of all, um, yeah. you watch the early footage of him; he does not give a crap. Yeah, yeah, he really yeah. doesn't. I mean, he's on the he's kind of like doing the sort of almost the Elvis sort of drop to the knees. Yeah, and the duck walk. He's doing the duck walk. And this is like this is late nineteen fifties. It's sort of almost like, well, as I said, like it's all it's still kind of segregated. Oh yeah, okay. and he was completely like, you know what? I don't give a crap. This is, yeah, I can, yeah. I'm playing this. I'm doing it. And I love the fact that also it kind of that's when the rock and roll did start when mm. they had the electric guitar start, but also still had the the homage to the the, the older blues, sort of style blues, blues yeah. and with, with double bass and the sort of the drums. And, uh, and it wasn't that, those sort of instruments. I mean, but they played quite sort of subtly. Well, he sort of turned up and went, no, I'm not going to, I'm turning it up. I think when, when you think of the history, I think, I mean, I don't mean to get all filmic with it, but if you think about what goes on in Back to the Future and what he actually said, what Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox, says to the band, it's like, it's a simple 12-bar yeah, yeah, yeah. blues. Be, Watch me yeah. for the key changes yeah. and try and keep up. And that's what it is. It's like yeah. going, it's taking all the old songs that you know but now I'm fire. I'm shooting a rocket up its ass, and we're going to fire it off really quick. And that, and it's, it, you know, you could, God, it, I think this has got to be on on my list of top ten songs I wish I'd written. Mm. I think this this is probably one of them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this short now. 
Go on. I'm going to say this is 100% uh, a better song. Oh, I, yes. This is the yes. one. This is the one song yes. I had that I was confident with because I, I think without this song, we probably wouldn't have things like Massive Attack. Yeah. Without, without this song and without you know the likes of Chuck Berry and the right. likes of Elvis and the, those sorts of people, sort of the, the forefathers of, of, yeah. of popular music, and, aren't they? Yeah, and yeah. and they 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 were groundbreaking and they 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 did it. And I, I think it'd be foolish to suggest that this wasn't a better song. There we go. End of yes. Well, that, was, well, that, that was a bit unexpected, really. That but. was unexpected. Yeah, I think I think. It, we we sort of both agreed. Yeah, it, it's such a good, well, it's such an excellent song. It's, it, you couldn't. I think that would knock anyone out of the park. Uh, I think that yeah. That's I'm, I'm, pleased, I'm, pleased, I'm pleased for Chuck. I'm pleased. I'm pleased for us all. Be, that's gonna be in top ten of all time, maybe, isn't it? Do you know, if I was on my, uh, you know, your, your last meal on your deathbed, yeah, yeah, yeah. on your, uh, you know, before you get hung or electrocuted, whatever your yeah, preferred whatever method of death is. Yeah. Um, if they said one song. A, I probably couldn't decide that, but it would certainly be on my top ten list of things that I would choose. Or would it be one of the ones you pick something out and then just as it finished, you went, oh, God, I wish I picked that one, <laughs> and then you died. Is there a song that lasts for, like, five years? <laughs> <laughs> Can you play the, uh, you know, the extended version? The, 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 I think there's the an orb. An inch. <laughs> isn't, isn't there an orb song? Or uh, Yeah, I think it's the orb. They did a song that basically broke the record for being the longest single because it's one second short being having to classed as an album. An album, brilliant. Well, my albums are, what, 55, 60 yeah. minutes probably? Oh, yeah. And they did one song. I th- I'm sure it was the orb or someone. We'll look it up for the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. Cracking, cracking. Anyway, I'm going to roll for you, Jim. Here we go. Come on, roll for me. It's a four. Four, again, well, four for me. Four, roll for me. Apparently that score happened. It did come up. It was it um, Morecambe who came up with that coin dip? Yeah, but it was, um, yeah, the score was, actually happened. Yeah, East um, five, four. Four, four, five, 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 four, five, four. Is it East? Is it, I, thought, I always thought it was East five. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it happened. BBC, I saw that on your website. Great. If you can put this podcast on there, that would be lovely. <laughs> but I know you've been to me issues. We'll, we'll edit that at the beginning. <laughs> right, okay, four. Stalling for time. Um, four, right. Brilliant artist. Uh, one of my favourite artists of all time. Um, uh, Elton John. Going straight in, I'm not even te- teasing people. This is it's the name of an album. It's all, it's prob- arguably his best album, I think. Um, uh, Elton and Bernie Taupin at their finest, and uh, it's uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. So Why is it a clever title? Because it's uh, linking itself to uh, The Wizard of Oz, uh, Dorothy, um, and uh, goodbye to the magic, I suppose, isn't it? And uh, at the end, and goodbye to all the, um, the the kind of magic that surrounds it. Why is it a wonderful song? I think it really showcases the, the best of both of the men in this. I think Bernie Taupin writes an amazing lyric all the way through, and I think Elton John it showcases his his finest piano playing. I think it's melancholic, um, and but also it, um, uh, inspirational at the same time. Uh, it's got the sadness of goodbye to this, but then mm. you know the future lies beyond the yellow brick road. Uh, yeah, um, I can listen to this song. Uh, constantly and it's, it's a bit of a memory as well this is an album my mum had a lot growing up uh, well had in the in, in the chest of drawers or the cupboard growing up and it was something that I, I would stick on the old record player uh, and listen to so it, it's got everything for me and I think it is a wonderful wonderful song there we go Elton John's not appeared on the uh, podcast no he far. hasn't yet he hasn't yet, and he's someone that we both liked a lot. Yeah, we do, and it's weird because actually, Alan John, when we were growing up, was in the eighties, was was essentially looked at as sort of a bit che- well from from when we were younger, looking, mm. was quite cheesy. Mm. So then, when you get you get to listen to his back catalogue, yeah, you realise yeah. actually a lot of this, including this song, um, a lot of his earlier work, is really good. Yeah, 
I'm like, lyri- and lyrically, Benny Taupin, 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 I say Taupin, yeah, you say Taupin, some say Taupin, let's call the whole thing off, um, fantastic lyricist, and, and what I like about it, those two is that they don't necessarily meet up, no. I mean, he just, <laughs> he, faxes, he faxes it through, he faxes it over, <laughs> and, and, and I go, right, here's some lyrics I've written, uh, Elm, can you write a tune to it, yeah. and, and I think this song, um, I think it probably took within a couple of weeks to sort of write, mm. to, to, Right from the initial, I'm writing the lyrics to I've written yeah. music to it combining, and um, and the only thing I have with it as a as a process is that it's quite mechanical, mm. um, and I don't necessarily agree with a lyricist slash composer um, as a separate. And I know automatically. I think I know what I've said there is I disagree with as well because I actually think some of some. Like Goffin and King, um, Carol King was wrote with a, yeah. uh, was it Hal Goffin or David Goffin, and they were great songwriters in the early sixties. And I think I think initially that's quite a sixties seventies mm. setup of having a lyricist. But well, there was quite a lot of that, wasn't there? Yeah. In time? Someone would write words, write some words. Do you know what? And I, and I just thought also my, my, one of my favourite albums, Pet Sounds, was 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 not lyrically written by Brian Wilson. Right. Uh, Tony Asher. And Brian Wilson wrote the music, so yeah. I've literally just, I just completely. Yeah. <laughs> I've said something, but I've gone straight against it. But well, I, I still find it because it's not what we're used to anymore, is it? It's very old school way of working, and and also the the people that do that way now tends to be the manufactured stuff. Yeah, and that's probably like, like and, and that's probably why we don't. Look at uh, don't look at it so favourably now because well, you look at sort of honestly think of the night the late eighties you think of Stock Aitken Warren mm. it was so like manufactured yeah yeah you know even like today nowadays sort but of like the X Factor stuff Cow. and yeah, yeah. And Simon Cowell and didn't uh, didn't Kathy Dennis write um, Kylie Minogue she did la, yeah, la, la. Yeah, yeah you know and and you wonder did she she probably didn't write the music for it but she wrote the song and it, and it is that kind of manufactured that's what you think of now as manufactured pop. Yeah. Whereas 40, 50 years ago, that was all right because manufactured pop was rock and roll. Yeah. Like that, because I mean, pop I, is I just popular it, music, isn't it? So I suppose like, the thing about Motown, Motown had, had rights. Yeah, they had, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was, it and was a lot of the great soul songs yeah. that are, are all written. Like people like Sam, uh, Sam Cook, Marvin Gaye, um, you know, My Soul Roots, we've talked about here before, the fact that I love soul music. Uh, is all of those sort of artists were written for, and yeah. they would they would sing, you know, and someone would write the music, or they would write a lyric, and someone would write music for their lyric. Um, I think so it's just sort of tinged with sort of um, I don't know, something lazy, or just sort of it's not quite credible. But I did, but then if nowadays. you think about like when Goodbye Yellow Brick Road was when Topin and John, Elton, yeah, yeah. were, not John Elton, Ben Elton's brother, Elton John. <laughs> Mickle White, give him Mickle White. Morris Mickle White, no, Reg Dwight, isn't it? Reg Dwight, who's Morris Mickle White? Morris Mickle White is Michael Caine. Oh, that's right, yeah. Michael Caine. <laughs> Reg Dwight is, uh, is, is EJ. But they were actually in the band together, weren't they? Yeah. Like, uh, they, so when they wrote this, it wasn't quite as much, it was like Jagger and Richards or yeah. Lennon and McCartney at this point so therefore uh, it's only in the later years when Topin was living in LA and just writing lyrics and going <laughs> writing amazing lyrics and faxing them over to EJ going uh, put some music over the top of this big man looking at Topin sort of like I mean he, he must go down as one of the greatest lyricists of, 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 I've often of, of our generation I've rock, often right okay Rocky Man Crocodile Rock yeah. Honky Cat Tiny Dancer yeah. My favourite. I love Candle of the Wind. Um, Saturday Night's Live Fighting. Burning the Jets. Um, I watched uh, Almost Famous oh, yeah, again yeah. the other day. Yeah. A br- brilliant, like brilliant Crow, film. Cameron yeah. Crowe, uh, Kate Hudson, Billy, I can never say his name right. Crudup, Crudup, Crudup. Bless you. Um, thank you. Uh, Anna Packins in it. Jason. Uh, um, Donovan? No, not Jason Donovan. Anyway, uh, um, <laughs> did My Name Is Earl, the TV show. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. It was in Bill, a lot of the um, uh, sort of Jay and Silent Bob stuff. Jason Mewes. Um, 
but he uh, they're all in and that's a that's a massive point it's like the big point in the film is when they're all sitting on the tour bus singing Tiny Dancer but we're not talking Tiny Dancer we've got to go back to Yellow Brick Road we've you know Bernie Taupin as a lyricist I think is completely underrated he must be a multi 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 millionaire for what he's written and everyone yeah. talks about Elton John and John Elton John and John Elton never really <laughs> wrote any of the words and when you think of the well, songs, didn't write any of the songs, songs, yeah. songs that you've oh sorry I, I think there's a few of them da- um, and Daniel your song songs of all time uh, understanding I guess that's what they call the blues Santa and Nikita I mean it's it goes on and on Candle in the Wind yeah Candle in the Wind 97 yeah, yeah. He rewrote it. Yeah. So he re he wrote "Candle in the Wind" and, and then rewrote it for Diana, and she just played yeah. the music. I mean, for goodness' sakes, it's great. It's brilliant. It's Bernie, Bernie Taupin. Hey, do you know what he did? Try and have a solo career, didn't he? I've actually watched this. Me and my brother watched this on TV. There was a, a documentary, and Bernie Taupin wrote some awful, awful songs. Uh, well, not awful. They're good, good, like good kind of American. 80s yeah. type songs that he performed and uh, had his had his kind of career and it it never really took off. He's kind of the John Drummond of uh, of John Drummond, isn't he? The bass player of uh, you know, Queen. No, he's uh, that's um, John Deacon. John Deacon. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> so let's go to the nitty gritty. Is the other row better? Unfinished sympathy. Again, different beast. Totally different, different era. Base, totally different era. Um, totally different listening occasion. You've got yeah, you've got a different different texture to it. It's, you've got um, a sample from Mathematics, but you've got two different people approaching a song with. I don't know. Road. I don't know. Well, I'm going to make it very clear for you. I don't think it is. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think it is. And actually, that, it's not. I don't think I don't think it's down with John as an artist or Bernie Taupin as a as a, as a lyricist is the issue because actually they've got songs who I think actually are better than okay probably yeah yeah, yeah. sympathy I think no, the fact I, you chose I that as a good way to but, road but good I think for the yeah um, that had to come in as a title it isn't, those, isn't the issue I think the song itself around. isn't as good okay and for sympathy okay happy with that yeah I'm happy with that again like I said uh, keep saying this. I'm feeling symphony. Symphony. Symphony is one of my favourite songs, so I'm not unhappy if I lose or I win. Cool. All right. Well, it's MA MA two. Everyone else one. So I'm going to roll for you guys. I'm going to roll for you. Roll for you. That's Gregorian chant version of that. Uh, right. So it's a, that, that lyric is singable in any style. Roll for you. I think there's got to be a song in there. Come on, somebody. Somebody I write it. I think we can write the lyrics. Well, we, we've, we've, we've Bernie Torp in it, shall we? We write the lyrics. So when I start the show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's email those lyrics yeah. to Elton John. Let's do it. Come on, see what Come on, on, EJ. Come on with it. Okay, so I'm going to roll for you. I'm rolling a three. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Right. I think if this song was my... Uh, if we were categorising this, this is sort of a guilty pleasure slash obscure. Uh, okay. <laughs> There's a no there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to catch the show, we? No, it's not as good as Massive Attack. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next song. <laughs> Massive Attack. Three. <laughs> um, let's hear me out. Come on, I'm going to put up some kind of weak argument for this. Uh, we all love a bit of knees up. We all love a bit of cockneys. <laughs> we all love a bit of silly hat and beard. And we all love a bit of Chaz and Dave. by Chaz and Dave. Now, what I quite like about the song is that it's, it's very uplifting. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of, and again, I think I said about knees up, there's a lot of like, knees up Mother Brown going there. And why is it Gertrude, a play on words? Well, it's obviously a play on words of gotcha, isn't it? As in, I've gotcha. But, what I, and I'll quote the lyrics here, Gertrude, cattle son, Gertrude, Gertrude. First question. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> Second question. What is a cow son? Is that a cow son sort of like a... Calf. Chai? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what, is it like the other way of saying like you're a bitch? A bitch is a female. Dog, cow, son. 
Cass. You're a cat. Cass. 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 No. It's a nineteen seventy nine song. I mean it was released as a single in May nineteen seventy nine. Um no do you know where it entered in the charts, Jim? <laughs> did it enter the charts? <laughs> it did number sixty seven. Wow. Where did it finish? Uh, no, pizza number twenty it entered there and pizza number twenty. The seventies uh, was a difficult time in Britain though. Well, there were the strikes. <laughs> there's the bad music. There's the winter of discontent. <laughs> you know, I mean, for goodness sakes, the, the people would listen. It wasn't there mouldy old, old dough was a song in the 70s? Yeah, any old crap in the 70s, didn't they? Exactly. Was, the problem is, 79, 79 was sort of falling off the end of sort of, well, it wasn't clown rock and punk, was it? But that all died down by then. It was just a, it was a nothing era ready for the electro era. The problem with Jazz and Davos, they've not moved with the time. They, they, they didn't move. They've stuck they? with a formula, admittedly. 2018, they're still going. They are. Doing the same yeah. thing. Doing the but same it's thing. it's nostalgia now. And it is nostalgia. And I think the problem... But were they play, at the time, were they playing on nostalgia? Because they're very end-of-the-war kind of keyboard... Yeah, it's, it's sort of good time to sing around a piano. Yeah, it's music called Sing Around a Piano. And they, they they played on nostalgia when they were out. I mean, admittedly, they had Snooker Loopy and the Matchroom Mob. We've met, I think we mentioned four of them. They've, mm. they've had a, a, a few wonders, a few hits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. They do some great. I like Chaz and Dave. I like uh, Dan at Margate. Uh, yeah, Ain't yeah. no complaining. Yeah. Uh, Rabbit. Yeah. Um, you know all, all of those. But I'm, I, I got. I, even as a sort of Gertrude being a Gertrude. I like the way you flick your shoulder up when you say Gertrude. Yeah, but we're talking about is it a better song than Unfinished Sympathy? No, I can't help you roll the fact you rolled what you rolled. I know, I know, I know. I know this is just one of those ones where you're desperate for a play on words. But is it better than Massive Attack? Unfinished Symphony, Sympathy, same as I said. Gertrude's really got me head now. Yeah, but yeah. no, it's not. It's not, is it? It's not a better song. Do you know what? Um, I, I, I was I was so confident this song was a good song in terms of it being, a, as I said, a sort of a knees up song. But I, yeah. I went to a recent party. That's why I played it. And we, no, I, they said, oh, we got you got to play a few songs here. So I was like, okay, I'll play a song. I think I might have done a basement jack tune and sort of, you know, hey, get everyone up. I thought, oh, I'll sneak in a guilty pleasure, which is what this is. Yeah. And, uh, Cleared the decks. But <laughs> 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 so you don't get it. Now, there's a word I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like Blur, yeah, 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 part yeah. life. And no, I, thought, well, I thought everyone would get it, but they didn't. No, everyone thought, oh. This but is the, different, the difference is, but Blur did Park Life with an ironic twinge to it. Gertrude is like, we're from East London. I, didn't, like, I don't want to sit here and slag off Chatham Day because no, I no, like Chatham Day. And I love the fact that, well, for years I thought the drummer was called N. Um, but it turns out he was called Mick because they had that song Hit It With Your Stick, Mick. Mick, yeah. Um, but Mick N, obviously, uh, was his last name. <laughs> but, yeah, I, look, I'm going to cut yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to stop school. It was a guilty pleasure. It's a fun song, but it's, song, it's yeah. not a better song. It's not, is it? It's not. Sorry, Chaz. Sorry, Dave. And Sorry, Un. Un. Um, but you know, are they back together as a full Chaz and Dave now? Because Dave just, disappeared. No, 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 Dave's. I think Dave's wife had a, may have died or something. But I he think. disappeared, I mean, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and, he did. and then oh, I, think, I think he's back. There's, there's, there's the flyers that say back with the original Dave because he's still Chaz. Still went out. Chaz Hodges has, has been never stopped. No, and do you know never what? Stopped. I think Chaz Hodges must sometimes think when he looks in the mirror. If only I had a burning token with me. <laughs> no, when he looks in the room, he must think, I really look a bit like Jeff Lynne. <laughs> <laughs> How come I'm not good? But he is, he is good. It's different. It's different, isn't it? It's different. different. He's, also, he's also got that, I've got a look, I've got to keep a look. Yeah. As we talked about in a previous episode in season one, about a whole and Yeah. <laughs> if you've no, got a look, you can't, you can't do it. To be honest, look. the amount of times I've heard Mr. Blue Sky in recent... Years, I would rather listen to Gertrude 
then I, I've got a real aversion to Mr. Blue Sky at the moment. But it's, anyway, it's overkill, isn't it? It's overkill, yeah. Um, Any time the sun comes out. Yeah. Well, another, another one. I mean, for, for I like ELO, but yeah, I like ELO, but Mr. Blue Sky, I'm over it. Okay, so there we go. Oh, well, there you go. We, we've we've uh, established it's not as good, is it? No, is that 3 1? It's 3 1. 3 1. Yeah. All right, Massive Attack. The thing is, I'm glad we're losing because, quite frankly, I'm terrified of Massive Attack. If they came down, if they heard this and we said there were songs, but they beat us up. I'll get the BBC on them. (laughs) Take your take attack out, Massive. Yeah, tiny. Tiny. Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child, arguably one of the greatest guitar riffs ever. Um, arguably, well, not arguably for me, I think he's the best guitarist that's ever lived. Um, I think if you, I, I had a conversation with people once and they said that we were discussing who was the best guitarist ever. And I think if you don't think Jimi Hendrix is the best guitarist ever, there's something wrong with you. You might prefer someone else, but even the great guitarists of the time were looking at Jimi Hendrix and going, this guy's doing stuff that we need to be able to do. And like that's Eric Clapton is quoted as saying, yeah, yeah, I yeah. need to, nudging people in a, watching Jimi Hendrix yeah. going, this guy, we need to be able to do that. <clears throat> um, why is it a clever title? title? Uh, he changed it to, instead of child, it's spelled C-H-I-L-E, child, uh, which is something that he did with words quite a lot. Um, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Jimmy is spelled J-I-M-I. Yeah. Uh, and he used to play with words a lot. And uh, I actually looked, well, I read about this, and uh, that's why I, uh, if I sign my name as Jimmy instead of Jim, I spell it with an I oh, as okay. a homage to um, do, do you uh, say to, no, Jimmy quite a lot? Well, I use Jimmy at Jimmy Robbo. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. On my Twitter Jimmy account, Mantle, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm Uncle Jimmy to my nieces and nephews. Gotcha, um, gotcha. So gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Uncle Jimmy to my uh, niece and nephews, and when I sign cards, I always spell it J I M I. So it is is something I use a bit, and I uh, just the way he played with words, uh, the way he played with spellings. I, I just found that interesting. I just found that kind of like a a clever thing um, and just I just thought it was kind of quite cool it's probably some people might listen to that and think yeah you're a knob but I don't care I like it and Jimi Hendrix you can't call him a knob so in your face um, <laughs> <laughs> basically uh, so, so there we go um, you know I, I, Voodoo Child is just everywhere it goes musically is brilliant the, the guitaring anyone that plays a guitar Play is left-handed. Plays a right-handed guitar upstri- upside down. Has to be a oh, musical I mean, genius. Yeah, I... Everything that he's ever done is the best guitaring I've ever heard, and uh, I don't think I need to say any more. There we go. Um, yeah. So I'm just thinking about the. Uh, I don't know, was it the Lulu show in the 1960s, which is a, is a popular sort of. So they show Jimi Hendrix on the mm. show. They use that footage, I think yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it's either black that and or, white. His, or his Woodstock. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But footage. it's black and white, and there's always like yeah. it's on YouTube. You can watch it now. It was before and, uh, his hair had kind of really gone insane. Surely gone insane, yeah, yeah. but it was. I think maybe the first time he played on or on live mm. UK TV. Yeah, yeah. Something anyway. When Lulu had a show in the late sixties, and I think he played Voodoo Child, and it's just great because what, what's great about him is that he's he's singing and playing, and he's singing. The, the, the melody, but also playing the melody with it yeah. on his lead guitar at the same time. Um, and also, he looks like a person who looks so comfortable with his, with his guitar. He's absolutely mastering it. Yeah. Um, and I like the fact he said, that, and I think that's, I heard that fact, but <laughs> I think Eric Clapton went, oh, this is it, we give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what do we do? This guy's... And I think, I don't know if, if that is just pure genius, that he's that good a guitar player. 
So I know he was like, a, was he in the Marines or something? I think yeah, he yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah and he was I, think, in the I think he let his trade sort of musically that way. But, you know, at what point did he... Try, and I, I don't know this, so I'm just I'm speculating and questioning. What point did he cross over into Jimi Hendrix? Yeah. And be not James Hendrix, but I assume his name was. Yeah, and yeah. And go straight into to this sort of, you know, outstanding, flamboyant, innovative guitar player who plays guitar with such ease... Yeah, and with such sort of panache that he he is still revered as the, the world's greatest guitar player. Yeah, um, and I think that in itself is just a, is incredible. And also, he falls into the club of I died really young. And yeah, he's a twenty-seven club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you know, again, it's, all, it's 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 stupid and horrible and um, and all those sort of things. But um, uh, yeah, an incredible musician, great song as well. I mean, it's uh, a fantastic song. It's just that. It's everything about it with the with the the way he kind of I love the way he scratches the strings as he's playing them. It sounds so mm. raw and so dirty and so uh, just like just incredible. I think everything we said about Chuck Berry, if you fast forward twenty years, yeah, that's Jimi Hendrix. Jimmy yeah, Hendrix yeah, yeah. changed. It's a, it's a different version mm. of, but yeah. the same. He changed everything yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. It's that, really. that. It's that absolute groundbreaking. And I think Massive Attack probably fall into that bracket, but not quite in the same way as those two do, because they were kind of the forefront of the Bristol scene. Yeah, but they were the forefront of a scene, whereas Hendrix and Berry with the forefront of what we now call yeah. popular music. Yeah. They, they, like, by the time it got to Massive Attack, and if they'd have been 20 years earlier, they would have been at the forefront of the whole of the scene. Yeah. But I think it becomes so fragmented and segmented by then, and you could pigeonhole different types of popular yeah, yeah, yeah. music into what we call cheesy, that kind of cheesy pop or rock or... Uh, what was Nirvana's one? It was grunge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, th there were so many different facets of what popular music was about. But I think back then, it, it was like there was one type, and this was so different to everything. I'm just looking on a thing here, rather interestingly. We've both kind of talked about mm. um, uh, the thing, but it, it, seems, it seems to be reading here, reading here that it was written by um, Stevie Winwood. And uh, and also uh, Eric Clapton. Ah. Uh, which is... Uh, but, I, I, and I'm going to interject very quickly here, is I think Jimmy Henry's version of, of All Along the Watchtower is better than Bob Dylan's version. His yeah, original, I, original I'd, song. I'd wholly I think that's, a, that's another it. episode where yeah. I think, you know, what, what songs are better, better covers, or better yeah. covers, without a doubt, hands down... No argument. That mm. is the better cover. Ver that is the better version of that song. Yeah. Um, has, it, has he had that before as well? Is it is the Birds, Mr. Tambourine Man, a better version of Mr. Tambourine uh, Man? No, I don't think it is. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And I love the fact the band are the band of um, Jimmy Hendrix Experience is Noel Redding and Mick Mitchell. Is it Noel Redding's on bass? But Noel Redding actually is a guitar, was a guitar player. I know Steve Winwood. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, well, it says here Billy Charles recorded. Uh, in New York City, uh, experienced drummer Mitch Mitchell, organist oh, Steve Winwood, yeah, yeah. and bassist Jack Cassidy. Steve Winwood is someone I've talked about on a podcast before because Steve Winwood, who did Valerie, yeah, Valerie, yeah, 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 yeah. Me, was also part of um, the Spencer Davis group, right? And uh, like, I love. Uh, Give me some loving, which is Steve Winwood. Yeah, and then you've got and then like Steve Winwood is kind of trying to progress with the times, but Steve Winwood is an unsung hero. Mm. Jimi Hendrix experience uh, and Spencer Davis group. I mean, he's like in one of the kings of soul, and then he goes yeah. on to Jimi Hendrix. I mean, like for goodness sakes. Anyway, is it a better song? Is it a better? Oh, do you know what? That's that is tough, and I'm going purely now on a personal level that. Whenever I got into Jimi Hendrix when I was in my sort of teens, that that was one of the songs I used to love watching him play, and it is such a good song that that excites me way more than uh, Unfinished Sympathy. And I think from that level, it has to be better. I think, I, well, I, yeah, I got to agree with you on that. I think it is ultimately 
a groundbreaking. Yeah, I don't tire from watching it. It's exciting. It really is. It's if I was putting a top ten together of great songs, or if I was putting in category of songs, I have to put this above. Yeah, and I would. I would. And also, I'd, I'd, I'd watch, enjoy watching being played live. Yeah. Whereas I'm not sure I could say the same for this song. No. And for sympathy. So yeah, Jim, it's in. It's in. We got one back. Yes. We got one back. Okay. Well, there we go. So, well, let's uh, let's see. Well, let's have a look at some some extras. So, <coughs> what, some, some near misses I had, Jim. Well, I, did, I didn't get mentioned because uh, it just didn't come up because of the numbers. But I um, I had I had Ebenezer Good. Yeah, I had that as well. Uh, as in a reference to the Ease Are Good, the drug reference by the Shaman. And also Ebenezer, the um, reference to the Dickens character. I think with that as well, the, the interesting one was the BBC who <laughs> made Massive Attack not be called Attack. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, for, about, four, about, wasn't it three or four years later when yeah, it was released yeah, yeah, in yeah, they, they excused that on top of the pop, yeah. saying, no, it's not it's about drugs. Too. But they yeah. said, no, it's not about drugs. It's about a bloke called Ebenezer who's good. Yeah. And that's how they excused it being number one and being played on top of the pops. So I think the BBC... Even the fact is that he's a good, he's a good, he's a good. He's a good. He's a good. That song, yeah. But the crew brought in, he's, a, he's Ebenezer good. He's Ebenezer good. Anyone got any heroes? <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> got, got any salmon? Salted. Um, I also had God Save the Queen and it's sort of a homage to the... Well, yeah. not a homage, it's just a, a direct lift of the uh, National Anthem. Yeah. Sex Pistols, that could have... Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's good. That was a clever title. Uh, honestly, if you want to write a punk song, call it God Save the Queen. That, like, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and your yeah. first lyric is God Save the Queen, the fascist regime. Yeah. Very clever. What very, what very, you very clever. Uh, I had loads in this one, actually. I had... Uh, by. Like a bridge over troubled waters, a good simile there. Nice simile. Simon and Garfunkel, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that that was one of my my six. Um, one of my favourites, Neil Diamond, Forever in Blue Jeans. Um, I think just it's not clever in the way that it's constructed as a title, but it's a, it's an idea. It's a lovely yeah, idea yeah, of yeah. like as long as I've got you, I'm ha- I'm happy to be yeah. in blue jeans, the cheap clothing. Uh, so I like that. A repetition, it's a man's, 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 man's world. Um, James, yeah. as you said, rightly brown. Um, then uh, Rock Around the Clock, I think that's a very clever title. That's uh, nice, yeah. For, yeah. And you know, you're going back to classic songs. Um, so, songs that I wish I'd written to make me a lot of money. 1999 by Prince. Um, because oh, there was a Christmas song. Isn't it, it? Well, you can get that made. But also the fact that he wrote it long before 1999. Yeah. In a kind of, in in a few years' time, this is going to be played. <laughs> you know that that's quite good. Um, I had um, eight days a week by the Beatles. Oh yeah, nice yeah, idea, that's good. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <clears throat> stupid ones I had was um, "Detachable Penis" by King Missile. How dare you? Who was that? <laughs> Uh, one of my favourite song titles of all time, um, Smells Like Shit, uh, which is brackets, the Plot mix by Alien Sex <laughs> Fiend. Um, that, I, do, I do like that. Um, something I found on the internet while researching by a band called Mental As Anything, who had that song uh, uh, Live It Up in the 80s. They were number one. They're a New Zealand band, I think. Third best New Zealand band behind, <laughs> um, behind Flight of the Concords in second and... Uh, <laughs> Crowded house in first, but they had a song called uh, "If You Leave Me Now, Can I Come Too." I thought that was steady, quite, quite steady. clever. <laughs> I thought that was quite a desperate and clever uh, thing. Beatles again. Everybody's got something to hide except me and me my monkey. monkey. Lovely. That's a great tune as well. Good, good got, we've got something off the Twitter sphere as well. Oh, who's um, on the Twitter sphere? We've got um, at skeletons, which is Z and Z. Um, bookending and finishing the uh, the word skeletons. I, um, they put the. The song by Fallout Boy, Champagne for My Real Friends, Real Pain for My Sham Friends. I like that. Not a song I know, but... I, no, I, no, I, I don't like Fallout Boy, but it's also from a, an Ed Norton film, isn't it? That uh, 25th Hour or something? Uh, yeah, 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 it is, yeah. Uh, which I remember hearing, I go, that's a really good, that's a clever, that's a that's clever, clever yeah, yeah. Um, but not great for a song title, it's too, it's too long. No, it is a bit Is it long. too long? I mean, it's but a bit I like, like, I like the sentiment. Being as I um, uh, have had a... a, a 
football tour jersey with um, Rim Robinson on the back instead of Jim Robinson. I like the way they ch- changed that around. That's yes, no, that. it's spoon and stuff like so, that. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I like that cleverly changing the things. I had um, uh, She Sells Sanctuary, which Ooh, is a wonderful yeah. song, very cult, uh, which is good. Is that just purely because it's like a shit? It's a bit of a play on alliteration, but it's a play on um, she sells seashells at my seashore. Seashore, seashore. And one of the ones that was on my list, which I think is a marvellous tune, and is a real toss up as to whether it would have got in Our Friends Electric by Garfield Newman. Ah. Because he spells it A R E, and it's almost like it needs a question mark in the on Our Friends Electric. So that's, that, that was a good one. And I had one of the... Oh, Boy Named Sue, Johnny Cash, was one of mine. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, it was a difficult one this time. Um, I think we were lucky to get two, really. I, I think it was, actually, yeah. Three, With two, three, songs, two. Clever ti- songs as clever a title as Unfinished Sympathy to be actually better than Unfinished and Sympathy. I think the song, yeah. yeah. yeah no, it's good, good. Well done, there we go. That's de- well, that's, see, that is sort of where we sort of began in terms of the idea, genesis of yeah. the idea. Um, so we've got a few more uh, themes lined up for the next sort of few episodes. We're going to hold them, yeah. keep them as a surprise, but um going to go hopefully even more left field from that. Yeah, um, and, and keep an eye on us on Twitter. Um, yeah, at 5 Better Podcast on Instagram as well. Uh, follow us, email us from gmail.com. Yeah. And, Retweet uh, us to all your friends. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll put a link to this and... Uh, all others on are back on Twitter. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll put links to the back catalogue available on iTunes, of course. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, nice one. All right, Jimbo. Well, that's that's the, that's the end of that. Season two has begun. Has begun. 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 Begun again. Begin again. Michael Finnegan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. See you in a bit. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Five better. Five better. Five better podcast. Five better. Five better. Five better podcast.